Welcome to Gerard and Christine Live Life, a podcast dedicated to help motivate, inspire and encourage individuals from all walks of life to become a better version of themselves than what they were yesterday and to ultimately live a happy life. You can find us on all major social media networks like Facebook, Instagram and Strava. You can also search for Gerard and Christine Live Life on iTunes and Spotify. I hope you guys enjoy the next episode and always remember to live life. Welcome to the 42nd, can you believe it, episode of the Gerard and Christine Live Life podcast series. We are very, very excited today to be chatting to Jason van Slot from Noortuk in Cape Town. Jason is 24 and an avid uh, cycling enthusiast, mountain biking and road cycling, and he has completed a Cape Argus cycle tour in under three hours which is a significant achievement for anyone in the cycling world and for anyone that knows anything about cycling um, you would know that for that specific race a sub three is um, a momentous victory. Jason also has cystic fibrosis and he has lived with this his entire life. He will now share his story with us and share some of the positive vibes um, that I discovered when I first heard him speak at the Explorex event, event recently in Cape Town. Have an awesome, awesome weekend and enjoy listening to Jason's story. Welcome, Jason, to the Gerard and Christine Live Life podcast series studio. How are you today? I'm very good, thank you. And uh, yeah, thanks for allowing me to on your, on your podcast to, to share my story. It, I was so inspired hearing you at the Explorex event in Cape Town recently, so that's why we actually decided to to invite you to, onto the show to do a podcast with us. So Jason, before we get started um, with the real meat of this, we'd love to know a bit more about who you are, where you're from, so who are you, and tell us a bit about yourself. Um, I'm a 24-year-old uh, man, and I've, yeah, currently I'm working as a financial advisor at Old Mutual, but that's uh, more of a day job type thing. Um, my passion is uh, cycling and pushing pushing uh, the mental boundaries and living life to the full. Um, so I've got a genetic lung condition called cystic fibrosis, and it's uh, basically uh, there's a lot of very good life expectancy on it, and I have lived with the condition and with um, the help of my parents and the way I was brought up. I've tried to always live life despite having a condition and I've gone on to do the Cape Epic and also do a sub three August cycle tour. So it's just kind of looking for challenges and not really letting the condition stop me from living life. Yeah, that's that's amazing. You know what we 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 interview a lot of people and although there's been some individuals that has also faced quite difficult uh, conditions and circumstances you're almost like your average Joe is maybe a little bit overweight and unhealthy and they're just trying to live a better life. And, and that's already extremely difficult to turn around from there. And you don't uh, um, just do that. You somewhat turn around and with, with a condition that obviously makes um, it even more difficult to, to achieve the impossible or something that's extremely difficult. Um, you, you end up uh, not just uh, doing it well, you're doing it exceptionally well. So I can take my hats off to you and I think um, if, if anybody 
does not work, does not know what cystic fibrosis is, um, I, I suggest go and Google it and just understand. And we'll obviously get into a little bit more detail maybe in later on in the episode. But but it's extremely it's extremely difficult to to achieve these type of times um, with an, a normal body or a normal um, a healthy body, if I can put it like that, uh, compared to what what you've gone through. So yeah, well done on that. Um, Thank you very much. <laughs> can, can you maybe give the listeners a, like a brief explanation of what cystic fibrosis is? Just so they can understand it better. Sure. Um, so cystic fibrosis, it's a, a lung condition predominantly, but it's the basis of it is that there's a membrane in your body which secretes the mucus and makes it very thick and uh, almost like syrup so if you were to imagine your all the mucus in your body which everybody has except mine is like a syrup and very thick so in my lungs in particular this mucus is thick and it sits at the bottom of my lungs and acts a bit like a breeding ground for bacteria so this causes reoccurring chest infections and eventually scarring on the lungs and ultimately it will end up in permanent lung damage if it's not controlled mm. and it's yeah this is main the main issue but it also has many other side effects so it also affects your digestive system and so this thick mucus it blocks the bile duct that leads to your stomach so your enzymes which help you digest your food those enzymes don't actually get to your stomach so you don't digest 75% of what you eat. So I have to take enzymes every time I eat to help me digest my food and that's when I'm riding on the bike as well. And uh, there's also other complications of not having absorbing all the food. So some of it would be that you don't have enough vitamins and vitamin K is a vitamin that helps you actually clot your blood. So with me, it's uh, blood thinners is a no-no. Um, so with the clotting of the blood, one of the biggest risks is actually me falling and not necessarily um, pushing myself to the limits because I could uh, bleed out if I would have a crash or something like that. And it goes on to having... Um, issues with the absorption of, uh, sorry, not the absorption, but when you exercise and you to sweat, I lose a lot more salt than the average person or athlete. So then this means that cramping is, from a sports perspective, is a lot more likely to occur. And also just looking at your health in general from a training perspective of making sure that you don't get sick leading up to a big event. So I would, leading up to the Cape Epic, I would do things like I would monitor my heart rate every morning and evening. And if my heart rate was elevated, it meant that I was likely to be susceptible to getting sick. So a lot of the, the sports orientated things is preventing yourself from getting sick because of all the reoccurring chest infections. Um, and yeah, I, I can go on about other things because it's, it affects your, your organs and it goes to many different parts of your body, but briefly those are the main aspects that it, that it affects. And, and tell me, um, Jason, how big a role does nutrition play? Do you need to eat quite clean to, to just help you with, with keeping everything uh, in control? 
I've I've experimented a lot with uh, different diets, um, and the one of the, the particular diets that I found that actually helped me um, was it's quite controversial is the Bantam diet. But the reason why I did that is because of cystic fibrosis related diabetes. So that was one of the main causes that I had to overcome. And also that with your, I'm getting quite technical here, but with my liver, it's caused by inflammation. So on the portal vein, there's a back pressure and it was causing a the portal vein to go through my esophagus. And that was, you could say that if things were to get out of hand, it would have been about a five-year life expectancy. So I had to change my diet drastically to prevent inflammation. So from that perspective, I had to look at diet a lot. And fortunately, it's it's under control. So um, I've managed to reverse some of the yeah some of the effects and take, take control from a nutrition perspective. And just in terms of actually racing, I eat a lot um, more than the average cyclist or so I, I eat every half an hour and drink every 15 minutes and then have enzymes every time I eat as well just to make sure that I'm, I'm I've got enough fuel in my body to be able to go ride for eight hours in a row and then the next day eight and the next day eight and on and on and on so it's, it was more of a um, you're, you're eating today for tomorrow <laughs> And um, I remember at Explorex you mentioned that you found out quite late on in life, um, or I think a few years ago, the life expectancy of someone with cystic fibrosis that you didn't actually know about from when you were younger. So tell me a bit about that, because I found that a very interesting um, phenomenon because of the impact that it had on your perspective mm. and outlook on life as a result? So my parents, they were very much, they didn't want me to know the degree of how severe the condition was because then mentally as a young child, I would see it as something that I could use as a crutch. So if, if you give your, if you give someone an excuse, they're most likely to use it. So mm. my parents played a very big role in from the psychological aspect. So I knew that I had the condition and I had to take my medication, but they didn't tell me that it was a life-threatening condition without a cure until I was, I was, um, just before I turned 20. I didn't know that it was life-threatening at all. And I only found out that it was a little bit more severe once I started uh, having to take a lot more medication and nebulizing because I had a lung a lung infection called pseudomonas, mm-hmm. which is very uh, it's predominantly in people with specific fibrosis. So it's as it was more than a need to know basis, and I think by not having this overbearing life expectancy and this is the way it's going to be and all this doom and gloom from a young age, I, I was allowed to still dream, if you if you could say that, from a young kid and see myself as as a normal person and with challenges that i'll have to manage but it wasn't necessarily this the end of the world if you understand where i'm where i'm coming from yeah it didn't become a limiting belief on what you felt you could achieve yes yeah because i know you've also 
I mean, you've been cycling um, for a long time. You, I remember you showing a photo of your dad and you, I think you were 15 at, at the August. So you've been cycling for a long time. So maybe tell us a bit about when you started cycling and then how you ended up doing the Cape Epic. Because, yeah, at 24, that's quite, it's quite a, a lot of achievements just to have done the Cape Epic. Yeah, so um, I've always been very sporty. I was that annoying kid who, who took PE a little bit too seriously and where there was yeah, something, a random day. So sport has always been something that I've been obsessed with. So I actually played soccer for the majority of my childhood. Mm-hmm. And then I got injured and um, it just happened that the same year my dad started cycling and he did the epic that year. And it's, a lot of people in my family have also done it. So it kind of became like, well, you're next. You know, right? <laughs> um, so I started, I started training uh, because I had an injury from soccer and I started enjoying cycling more and more. And funny enough, um, so when I did the, the, the August for the first time with my dad and I dressed as Nari and Shrek, I remember seeing there was a mannequin with a sub three uh, shirt on. And I said to my dad, oh, what, is this, what does this mean? And he explained it meant that you'd ride a sub three. So for the listeners who aren't uh, that aware about the times of the August, the winners do about a 240, mm-hmm. so sub three under three hours. And I said to my dad, one day I'm going to do a sub three Argus. Mm-hmm. And um, he obviously didn't, didn't take much cognizance of it. I mean, most yeah, most kids would, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And every, yeah, so we did Argus for the first time. And every year I chipped away and improved my seating and carried on trying to achieve this goal. And yeah, eight years later, I managed to do it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it was, yeah, it was, but it took lots of planning uh, going up to the, that that particular event. Um, and, yeah, so the epic I did before the August, actually, and that was, I wouldn't say following a family tradition, but I've always wanted to do it since I was about 18. So we had a project at school uh, where you, it was a six month project and I was 18 at the time and I was thinking about maybe doing an epic as my project, but I was actually, you had to be 19 to do it. So I did another race, um, more of a tour from Cape Town to Neisner and did that as a preparation to see would I actually be able to to ride these 100 kilometer distances day after day after day. Mm. And um, yeah, after finishing that, I got the confidence that I could do something to that degree. And then uh, one day I was sitting with my dad and I just came into the room and said, oh, um, I'm ready. And he asked, well, what are you ready for? I said, no, I'm ready to do the epic. And it was, it was very much, I had to come to terms with it emotionally um, because Growing up and being the sporty kid, I never really let my peers know that I had the condition. And it was kind of something that I kept away. And yeah, I had to come to terms with my condition emotionally before I could even think about doing the epic. And once I'd worked through it emotionally, then I was ready to to actually physically take on the, the challenge. And yeah, so that was in 2015. Sure. And Jason, <clears throat> out of all of these adventures that you've done, 
what what are, what is the most uh, what stands out which one stands out the most for you that you enjoyed the most and that you took away from um, feeling like yes you know what I actually uh, after finishing that I became a better version of myself. I would definitely say the epic. I learned a lot about myself, and just when you get to these times when you're completely uh, exhausted and you have absolutely nothing left, sorry, uh, it, uh, you would get to being also being so young. I was probably not mature enough to do the race, but I got to times when you, you're literally sitting on the side of the road crying, thinking, what am I doing? And you you have to somehow must up the, the courage to carry on and talk with your with your partner that you're riding with. And it's a journey that you do together and you learn so much about yourself and your partner and working together. Um, so I think what I've learned through that process was definitely, yeah, the, the most, the biggest achievement, what I've learned about myself and going forward, um, that these, these obstacles and there will still always be these things in the way from, but it's, it's managing these, how to overcome them and work through it to be able to achieve the goal and just taking things into a bite-sized proportion. So for example, we wouldn't think about, oh, we got a hundred, 130 k's today would literally say okay we're just riding to the water point that's all we're going is to a water point today mm. and you get to points where you're just so physically depleted and you you just start thinking about finishing 10 uh, pedal strokes just go one two three onwards 10 and to just keep moving and that was the, the goal to keep moving to water point to water point and eventually you'd finish the day and then the next day, you only deal with the next problem, and it was just perseverance. I would say that is the what I what I learned the most throughout the the epic. Yeah, it, it's sometimes even in that moment, you know that when it's finished, you're gonna feel so awesome. But uh, that <laughs> that doesn't take away the fact <laughs> how tough it is that in that that uh, in that hurt locker. Yes, no, it's, it's when you are when you're in it, it's. Um, it's just, yeah, it's, it's such a difficult moment to describe because it's so personal that you, yeah, you're literally talking to your, 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 yourself, your inner self, and yeah, it's, it's when you're in your truth, I guess, you, you really have to test the team and you, who you are as a person. Yeah, that's where the growth happens, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Jason, obviously this wasn't, that wasn't the last adventure or event that you're taking part in. So what is up next? Like what is your six month plan or your five year plan with regards to events and or are they still cycling or have you chosen something else maybe as well? I know you mentioned at Explorex that the cycling position of riding the bike actually opens up your your chest a bit for you and makes it a little bit easier to manage the cystic fibrosis um, during your riding. So, yeah, I'm just interested to find out what other sports or interests that you have in mind for the next two years. Um, cycling is definitely what I'm going to be sticking with. It's just whether I get enough time to do it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, I do find that really does help me with, with my health and the position of opening up the lungs and getting the air in and uh, getting, helping getting the mucus out because you're leaning over 
while you're busy writing. But um, so for the, I wouldn't, I haven't put a date on it, but the next big goal would be an Everesting attempt. Mm. So it's, uh, it's, it's not, it's not Everest, Everest, it's cycling up one hill repetitively until you get accumulated title of Everest. Uh, okay. Um, okay, yeah, and mm. it's, it sounds very <laughs> monotonous, <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, it's going to be something that I've, I found out about that it existed a couple of years ago and it's been on my calendar. Well, my, I'd say my radar, not quite the calendar yet. It's uh, still, that's still in progress. Yeah, but that would be the next, um, the I've, next call. I've actually taken, um, in my cycling club in Joburg, in Bedford View area, they used to have an Everest um, once a year. And it was always a very small group, obviously, of people that did it. But we used to go up and, and, and like, we'd have shifts to go and support them over the course of the weekend, usually. Yeah. So it, that's a really cool thing to do. And when you do it, please let us know and we'll come and do a shift and, and support you. <laughs> awesome. No, I definitely will. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely let you guys know try and get as much support as, as possible because, um, yeah, the, as many people as possible makes the, the day and night a little bit shorter. So, yeah, I'll definitely contact you guys. Definitely, yeah. And, Jason, be, before we, we close off with the episode, um, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed it. it you, you, even at your age, you're quite an inspirational young man. And I think um, there's a lot of people um, that's out there. Maybe cystic fibrosis is not their condition. Maybe it's something else. But um, I think just getting that general um, inspiration from you that, listen, yeah, it doesn't matter what, what is happening or what uh, cards you've been dealt with. Um, you, you can try and find something that, that suits your your the condition that you are in that you can still be able to to shoot the lights out and and in the process you don't yeah. just conquer the adventure that you set out on but you almost like conquer a, a little bit of a demon inside you that says no no you can't do anything um besides just sitting on the couch so yeah thanks thanks for sharing your message is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with um from a motivational point of view to just say you know what guys um um, use my story as an example that you can rise above your circumstances. Yeah, there's a, a, a motto that I, I try to live by, and it's um, the strongest muscle in the body is the one between your two ears. So basically what that is implying is your mind controls your limits and your perspective on life. Yeah, no, it's it's so true. I mean, most of the times, um, you can be as fit as possible. You can have the best nutrition. You can have the best bike or whatever equipment you're using, whatever sport you're doing. But uh, there's those moments where you need to uh, be mentally strong enough to switch off what you're going through and and just uh, <laughs> just stick it out. And that's that's unfortunately something that nobody can teach you. You need to experience that yeah. for yourself. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for for sitting in and being part of our, our podcast today. It was truly inspiring to hear you share your story. Um, and we look forward to meeting with you again soon and hearing about more exciting things that you've been up to. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for inviting me to be part of it. Awesome. Thanks, Jason. Cheers.